welcome to Knox Talks. I'm Jack, and I'm here with my good friends Mark. Hello. And Ethan. What's up? And uh, this is our podcast where we talk about entertainment, sports, and really whatever else we want to talk about. And uh, usually we start this podcast off with a little segment we like to call Knox News. And uh, so we're going to get into that for you right now. All right. So I'm here with the uh, quick hits for uh, the news stories we have. So my uh, my news story today, um, the headline is cyanide. And I'm going to go ahead and just kind of read um, a little paragraph kind of describing what it is. dark. Cyanide. Well, it's, it's a little weird. So there's kind of two things going on here. So a woman from Wales cannot name her baby daughter cyanide. A British court ruled Thursday. The woman whose name cannot be published for legal reasons has infant twins and wants to name her son Preacher and her daughter Cyanide, saying the poison is a lovely and pretty name with positive associations because it helped kill Nazi leader Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this took a twist. Local officials objected, and a family court judge ruled against the mother in September, saying she was not acting to secure her child's welfare. So... Oh my god. There's a lot of, there's some weird things going on here. One, why do you want to name your baby Cyanide? And it's just a weird, very obscure reason to want to name someone Cyanide. Her reason is bullshit. And then also, too, I've never heard of a court ruling against what somebody can name their child. Yeah, I think that is odd in general. I feel like you, like, I feel like I should be able to, well, I guess that's kind of odd. Because, but eventually they can change their name. I feel like I should be able to name my kid whatever I want although I would not choose to name my kid Cyanide, cyanide. well there's the, well, I don't remember who it is uh, there's a famous person Apple well there's this Apple I mean there's Denim there's this kid whose name denim? is Moon Unit who yeah. is that Frank Zappa's uh, kid Frank, Frank Zappa's kid, kid. yeah mm-hmm. I mean you can name your kid Moon Unit well, Moon Unit isn't a thing that murders people, though. That's Not true. Yet. Not yet. Hey. Well, I guess we, <laughs> don't, we don't know for sure. Who knows what Moon Unit's doing in his or her spare time? I, her? Him? I, I get guy. it's pretty. I think it can it's go either neutral. way, though. It's just a unit. But a positive association because it helps kill Hitler. See, I mean, that? no, that's total garbage because, <laughs> like, that's. Of course, she's going to bring Hitler into it because that's the only way to justify a poison thing. Oh, yeah, it killed like the worst person in the world. I feel like yeah. people. But it's killed they... so many other people. <laughs> I feel like when people don't have legitimate arguments, they love to invoke like things Hitler. about Hitler. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. like, I feel like in any internet uh, like conversation about like anything, eventually someone's going to bring up Hitler, mm-hmm. make a Hitler reference. And oh, then, you're just being like Hitler and then, now. And then it's jump the shark at that point. Like, yeah. it's like. This conversation no longer valid. <laughs> I think the worst part about the story is that her other her other kid, son, I guess, is named Preacher. Preacher you said, yes. Which is like the, d- the opposite. opposite, the complete opposite. <laughs> Preacher and son. She said she probably loves that kid, yeah. and she probably thinks her other kid is a poisonous thing. Like yeah. that's oh, not yeah, a she, pretty yeah, thing. Yeah, she definitely. There's a clear difference there. The one over the other. Not yeah. great. Although, side note, I feel like this sounds like it could be like a Marvel movie. Like, Preacher and Science. Yeah, that'd be a badass yeah. TV show. It definitely does show. sound like something yeah, that could go on there. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is just very weird to me. It is why, why, why? I mean, where do you go? How do you get from Preacher to Cyanide? Where it's like Preacher, like, I mean, I get it. People name their kids like Angel. People name their kids, you know, like. Yeah, I feel like I could see Preacher actually becoming a name. Yeah, you know? like, that's not, that's not it's still kind of as strange, odd, but... you know, but it's still in the realm of, okay, that's, you know, your prerogative. You know, you can name your kid whatever you want, but Cyanide, I feel like you're, you're starting to, let me just name my kid nuclear bomb or yeah. something like that. Well, maybe you know she was I mean? in a really good place when she had Preacher and then not so much. She was super twins. bummed out. Oh, the twins. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I totally overlooked those, that those couple, those couple seconds yeah. in between. <laughs> something really went bad yeah. with that. Maybe 
maybe she liked the whole the, the dichotomy thing. She's yeah. like, one of them's good, one of them's evil. Oh man, she's really just setting up a sibling rivalry to end yeah, sibling I rivalry. Was there. So. What is she gonna name it if she can't name him Cyanide? I don't know. They didn't say what that was. I'm her, very curious. What her alternative She's was. got a, a great Satan. track record. Satan. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> I actually, um, Satan Jones. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine um, who's a school teacher, um, they actually uh, they had a student whose name was Nemesis. Whoa. Um, so it was very interesting, but it was a, it was a Latin American family, uh-huh. and uh, I don't I don't know if you know how much English was like a first or second language or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, if you kind of say nemesis without thinking what nemesis means, it can sound. It ca- sort it's of, actually a cool word. Exactly. Yeah, you know I wonder I mean? if so, it like has a different connotation in another language. Like if if that is a root of something that isn't as negative, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like it might mean something different. Which you know in I mean? in this lady's case, maybe there's like a cyan. <laughs> Nido or some other <laughs> word that's like means flowers, yeah. you know, or nope. something like that. She clearly went a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> she clearly did, but I mean, who knows? Maybe well, her there argument something... is what buried her on that one. Was yeah, that yeah, that... she really she she dug her own yeah. ditch. <laughs> but I uh, know it's interesting. Yeah, I like that of... one. That was glad you brought that to our attention. Yeah. That was definitely definitely. <laughs> Felt the world needed to know. Oh yeah. man, for sure. All right, Mike, you want to hop in with this next one? Yeah, I'll hop in. So um, maybe you guys have heard about this. Um, it's been like a big social media thing recently. I didn't even see it on Twitter, but apparently that's the reason why there was a change in the story. But basically, maybe a week or so ago, AMC Theaters came out and said that they were going to start very, very lightly uh, including the ability, the allowance, I guess, to text in theaters. Like certain theaters around the country, they're going to say, yeah, go ahead and text to your heart's content. Because all those millennials love the texting, yeah. you know. How stupid is that, right? That's so dumb. It's really, like, it really, like, things like that, like, really do ruin movies. Like, you're not, oh, absolutely. you're not in your living room. Like, this should be a time where you can be detached from your phone you're, for two hours. Like, I love, like, right, right up the street from where I live, there's an Alamo Draft House. And I don't know how many people have been to <clears> that particular movie theater. But they're, like, really stringent mm. about texting there. Like, there's this big, like, ad right before the movie that's, like, you talk or text you'll be kicked out and like they literally mm-hmm. ask other people in the theater to like uh like because at that theater they bring you uh food and drinks right, and stuff right. like waiters so you can put up like little cards to order food but they said if anyone's ever bothering you you put up a card and they'll be kicked out of the theater because that's the kind of environment they foster and i think that's awesome damn they just I kick agree. them right out what well, if I you're think, just like think, send think, someone up i think you get a warning but yeah. uh but that's good but then, but then you get it i will say um, i don't like the way this guy looks <laughs> put the car down yeah. a little uh, a little extension on that story i was just reading that today this morning actually it was one of the ones i was considering actually mm-hmm. doing today too but uh that story, so I just read that AMC is now saying you can text except for in pre-screenings of movies. No, well, well so I was going to continue on the oh, story because okay. there gotcha. is more to that. I actually hadn't heard that, but yeah. what AMC did come out and say, because the social media backlash was crazy, like yeah. everyone was like, this is the stupidest thing you could right, possibly right. do. And uh, AMC came out like a day or two ago, so maybe there is something different that mm. I've, I've missed recently, but um, they posted this like long... Um, letter to like everyone saying like we realize people are not that happy with what yeah. we had decided so we're not going to do it at all for the foreseeable okay future. maybe that's what i saw then that's right oh, yeah good. so amc kudos to them you know i don't know why they ever had that idea in the first place but they actually listened to trial yeah, on air it's a good business method you yeah, know, at shoot least out ideas didn't. and see what people see the public reception of it and then i mean there are certain ideas which are bad ideas it seems like, like such a like a weird way to just like they're like trying to get into youth culture or something like how can we relate to the kids yeah. oh the texting you know it's like yeah but like the thing is like about a movie theater when you're sitting there like ve- like you're there to be 
like enveloped in a story and like really into this world that's being shown on the screen for you and like any little thing mm -hmm. could take you out like absolutely seeing someone's texting phone hearing someone's texting phone like i went to see star wars when i saw it for the second time uh in <laughs> december there was this kid who's sitting like a couple down for me and he had light up shoes and he would just kick them Ooh, I would and it was that. just flashing like constantly it was really like hard to yeah. like if i had been, if it had been my first time seeing the movie i think i maybe would have like said something to his parents but i had already seen it so i wasn't like super annoyed but like it really was distracting like it was just oh. constantly like blinking right uh, in my peripheral as well, someone who's easily distracted too that's like i would only focus on the shoes yeah, yeah. well and that, that reminds me of uh, an experience we all had together is when we went to see uh the dragon ball z movie um, in theaters and like when people talk and they're like freaking out and like getting overly excited about certain things I mean I understand that you're seeing a premiere movie you're gonna get you know people are very excited about it. you're gonna get some clapping you're gonna get some cheers and that kind of stuff but when uh, just to clear you know like to explain what that experience was like for us uh, for anyone who's listening there was a woman uh, sitting up front and pretty much anytime anything happened in the movie there was like this whole oh my gosh yeah look at that person doing this amazing thing and it was so it was, obnoxious was you're awful. not on your couch exactly yeah, like you have to understand here. that there are people in this movie theater with you you need to calm down and just a little movies, bit tickets are so expensive you know you're paying twelve dollars fifteen dollars yeah, twenty dollars it's an know, experience and we don't want others to dictate our experience exactly and i mean yeah. we're all excited you know obviously right. we're there enjoying the movie and stuff like that you know and, and like that. a little maybe like a side to your friend like ah oh, big thumbs yeah. up yeah. like oh that was really cool but like quietly amongst right. your friends not so everyone and their mother can that's hear just you like that. showboating you know? yeah. she's clearly doing like there's yeah. a there's an end game there yeah. right now. i also would like to be very clear that this was not the live action dragon ball z movie no. which was horrendous <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was a, it was an animated one that was uh, much better i don't remember the name of it but yeah it was yeah. it was good though i don't remember the name it was a weird oh. name yeah <laughs> But uh, anyway, good so, yeah, story. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I didn't. I had not seen that. Yeah. That so really thank God me. that that's not happening. Because if that started, like that could become that could have become like the beginning of the end in terms of like yeah. what's going to be accepted in movie theaters. You know, it, it just could like snowball from there. It's not a good could trend have to get worse, going. So. Yeah, movie I theaters agree. are safe for the time being. Yeah, which is great news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sacred space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to hop in with my uh, next news story here, the final one for the day, and this one's coming to you from Texas. And Texas. Uh, a couple weeks ago, this uh, police department, in a joke, they put up on their Facebook page that uh, that all they had just heard that drugs were being uh, infected with the Ebola virus so that anyone that had meth or any other drugs should... Uh, come to the police station and give them in so they could be screened for Ebola. <laughs> and, oh and so, like, they were obviously joking in a humorous way, and uh, and then they actually had a woman come in. Oh, no. She no. turned over her meth no. to the police and was immediately arrested. And ah, she was, kids, and that's she, why you don't do drugs. And she <laughs> did not realize that this was a hoax, and she probably was on drugs at the time. I don't oh, know if the story she... said that, but, like, that that that's completely inadmissible though, because she was coerced, right? I don't think so because it, it it's not. It was, she was voluntary. Uh, people, there's really specific rules about what the rule, the laws of entrapment are, and that Ooh. and that wasn't it because that's her volunteering something. She could have she saw what that was and she stayed on her couch. It did not say all citizens must bring their drugs to us immediately or right. you will be prosecuted. It was Yeah, like, but like you might have Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just not I how mean, things work. Clearly she's not the brightest tool in the shed. No. Is that a thing? That's not a thing. Sharpest uh, tool. Sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> brightest bulb in the basket. Shed. <laughs> I've never put a bulb in a basket, but I, I maybe. It's their own. <laughs> yeah. You got a light up basket? Good for you. Um, it's funny you bring that up too because uh, the 
uh, Maryland Montgomery Police Department, I believe, recently tweeted uh, like a similar, not a similar joke at all, but a joke. Um, yeah. And saying that they were like, they put out a lookout saying, um, like something like suspect winter, uh, victim spring, last seen March of mm-hmm. 2015 or whatever. Yeah. And I, I hate saw social media for this reason. <laughs> oh my God. You're cops. Like, <laughs> like you something. cannot make jokes. <laughs> you can make jokes, but they're, they're sh- not not but, okay. You can't frame jokes as a criminal, like as a report. <laughs> like that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Like I appreciate cops trying to like be relatable or something, but yeah. that's just absurd. That's so dumb. <laughs> well, it's not Obviously, a great joke. Some so people are it's... going to think something actually happened, and they're kind of making light of like someone like like a victim. <laughs> like yeah. you can't say that's we're a victim. It's weather. We're kidding. It's not actually death. Well, I, I feel like no one really thinks that spring's a person. But maybe like your your aunt was hey, well, her last name was Winter or something. Spring could know? definitely be a person. I, 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 I <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I hear what you're saying, Mark. I think for me, I think it's it's good for police every once in a while to yeah, give a little a, lighthearted jab out there and stuff. We've had like a that. lot of bad police stories recently. Obviously, we're not going to get into that. But yeah. I feel like this is much more on the. It's lighthearted. Stuff. It's definitely it's, lighthearted. Yeah, lighthearted. Yeah. I just think it's really funny that, like, I really truly think this police department is putting something out as a joke mm-hmm. in a humorous way, kind of like what you're saying about the Montgomery yeah. Police Department. And they, have, I think, in no aspect of their mind did they ever think that someone would actually come in and turn their drugs. And I'm sure they were shocked when that actually happened. You're right, but yeah. again, though, th- like, I just don't think they should even have Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, actually, well, Twitter is very helpful. Oh no, yeah, yes, that's true. Like that and, and also, like, emergency updates in times of emergency, like that. that's yeah. a really good way to update people about, like, if something was going wrong, like in a certain building, they mm-hmm. can update people, like, stay away from this building, mm-hmm. still things mm-hmm. underway. Like, that's actually effective in in this day and age, but yeah. probably not for. It's not the best idea. Yeah. Well, also, it can actually show some community outreach at times. I but, yeah, but yeah. you you can't. Cops are not allowed to prank people. <laughs> that's yeah, fair. I, that's, yeah. I do I, I don't, I you can make like lighthearted jokes. It's not necessarily but, a prank, though. Like, I mean, I, it, but they literally said a thing and told people to do a certain thing. And that was completely fa- like not true. You know, like it was, I mean, obviously it was lighthearted and their intentions probably weren't like, we're going to catch all these meth heads. Yeah. You know, there's probably no, a joke. But I hear you on that. But if I was like, okay, uh, if you jump off. Uh, the tallest bridge you can find, you'll find a pot of gold. I'm not actually pranking people to go jump. Okay, but if, if you were be... a cop and said, attention all citizens, there's a, a bottle of, there's like a gold <laughs> at the bottom of this lake. Everyone jump in it. Some people would be like, oh shit, cops told me to do yeah, that. I, I would actually be fair. a little bit nervous about that instance because you're taking a power of authority and saying, exactly. and that's saying that's the problem, something. Right? And I think it's a little bit different than the drug thing because right. they said, we have gotten, like, I think it is slightly different. It's a little bit more nuanced because we're not talking about life or death where if you right, jumped right, off right. a bridge or... It's I guess that's kind of an extreme end of it, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's not the same thing, but I don't know. I just, I don't I don't see as much wrong with... Yeah, I thought it was more did. humorous than, yeah. than not, but apparently Mark's taking some I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think it's like the worst thing in the world. I think it's just kind of dumb. I yeah. think yeah, they, they should fair. have used that's some foresight, fair. you know. Yeah, I hear you on that's that That's fair. <clears throat> well, I think we'll wrap up there and then we're going to hop right into our uh, next uh, segment, which is uh, our entertainment block. section. Entertainment. And we actually wanted to update everyone who listened to our first episode where we talked about <laughs> Avatar, where we really dove deep and if we really needed more Avatar movies and we kind of settled on, we didn't. We probably don't ever need to talk about Avatar again, but we're going we have right to now. bring you the update. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, at, le- at the very least. This is our first Knox update, I think. Yeah, <laughs> It's I think, kind of a big deal. I think it is. So uh, a couple days ago, maybe yesterday, uh, James Cameron came out and said that he had uh, previously been planning to release three sequels to the original Avatar, and now that's just too constraining. So he's coming with the fourth. There's going to be four more Avatars. Four more. Not, yes. <laughs> so there will be five total 
and four more that have not yet to become. I mean, how, how much more can you do with that story is my big question there, right? So first of all, it started off with a recycled plot line. Like, I'm not saying like the movie wasn't horrible. I don't remember how much of it we touched on at the beginning of uh, the first podcast. But, I mean, it's a recycled storyline, hands mm. down. And they left it. It wasn't like a cliffhanger ending. It wasn't like, you know, the end of the Fellowship of the Ring, you know, where somebody... It's a standalone movie. It's a standalone nice movie. Up, yeah. And so to say I'm going to build four more is definitely either a cash grab or from what it looks like to me, I think Avatar was very much James Cameron's baby. Mm -hmm. And so I think he's kind of like, I love this. I want to keep doing these super awesome visual effects type things. I want to do more of the story, but I think it's going to end up resulting in him fishing a lot. Yeah. I think it's kind of like he wants to, like he was really happy with this world he created, the dynamics of this universe he created. Mm -hmm. And he wants to explore other stories within this world. And to me, like something like Star Wars where like, yep. like I'm cool with seeing like very different aspects of this beautiful world that mm -hmm. I think that I love, that I would be happy with seeing so many stories, not even just the ones on the main arc, just because I love this world. Right. Um, but like Avatar, I never, I don't think it hooked many people and it didn't hook me in enough to be like, man, I really wonder what's happening on a different planet in this universe. Yeah. Like, I don't think, and I just think it's like unfathomable to say, I have three movies, I can't tell my, the story I completely want to tell i'm gonna to have to tell it in four I, you know what it, i think i genuinely think he's just really jealous of star wars <laughs> like he's like they're making movies every year i can do that too yeah. i got so many crazy ideas about weird space rocks you know like and it's so, just it's not gonna I, what if the story for this new one is the blue people come to earth to dun, try dun, and exploit uh, earth of their resources then it's just gonna be the same goddamn Flat movie <laughs> yeah no. uh, it's not great well we don't want to spend too much time on that but we thought yeah. that We'd uh, bring all our loyal listeners a little update on that Avatar We know story. you were all on the edge of your seats. And <laughs> we had to... Just waiting for it. That's <laughs> yes. where you get your news, right here at Knox Talks. Mm. And actually, speaking of Star Wars, we actually wanted to touch on a little update to the Star Wars. So we wanted to, we wanted to dive a little bit into the Rogue One trailer, which was released uh, this week. And for those who don't know what Rogue One is, it's, uh, it's an anthology movie in the star, set in the Star Wars universe. And it's going to be set between... Uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is the third and uh, final of the, the prequel Prequels. movies, mm -hmm. and it's going to be in between A New Hope, which is the f number four technically, and mm -hmm. uh, the start of the second saga. And uh, so it's actually going to revolve around uh, the stealing the plans for the Death Star and like how that all came to be. And I think I love the trailer. We have some controversy <laughs> among this these people, but I thought it looked pretty yes. awesome. I'm really excited to see, like I said, another story set in this universe that's not. 100% tied to the Skywalker mm -hmm. saga. So before we even jump into like our thoughts on the trailer, I want to make it clear, like the, just the, the layout of these movies, how they planned it, how every two years it's a main canon movie, or I guess they're all canon, but yeah, it's, it's a main... It's the uh, quote-unquote Skywalker saga, yeah. Skywalker saga, yeah. yeah. And every year in between there's another movie. So there are going to be six Star Wars movies in the next six years, right? With That's that, correct. With that well, logic. Well, I think they're not 100% sure about the... The other anthologies, there's only two planned right now. But yeah, I think you're right. correct. That, that's thinking. the goal, I yes. think. Yeah. And I think from the get-go, that bothered me immensely. You know, for all the same reasons we're talking about James Cameron's Avatar thing, how that's not successful. Obviously, the Star Wars universe has way more going for it and yeah. has a lot of more loyal fans. But it's still such oversaturation, you know. And I think from the get-go, that's a problem for me, at least. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I guess we can talk about the trailer. I, I just, I, well, I, I didn't. I, what else is, I, I think, uh, one, I think the Star Wars universe is way more developed than James Cameron's Avatar. And I think maybe James Cameron's Avatar is trying to get to that point. But I think, I mean, Star Wars was always meant to be more than one movie. And I think, I think there's a big difference there with Star Wars and uh, Avatar. Also, 
I love Star Wars, so I'm so okay with them pumping out as many as they want. I think you uh, say that now, though, six years from now. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see both points because I love Star Wars so much, and I'm really there's some Star Wars stories that I would love to see them tell. I'd lo- I'm really excited for this Rogue One story. Mm-hmm. I'm not as excited for the Han Solo solo movie, but yeah. I would love to see like an what was Obi Wan doing on Tatooine story. Like there's some there's some stories in this universe, and there's probably some stories that I'm not even thinking of that I would love to see because, like mm-hmm. you said, this universe is so. Vast. Like flushed out yeah. and vast, and I really love it. But I am a little bit worried, like you say, with the the frequency of movies that are be coming out. Like I, I don't want to get like like really tired of all these movies. Like maybe like have some fatigue with it because mm-hmm. like uh, with like superhero movies, Marvel movies, I love a lot of them. But I'm I'm at the point where, especially with the last Avengers movie, like I felt like it's kind of just recycling and not enough original. And I don't. Yeah. I'm not really as invested in these movies coming out as much as I was in the first place. That said, I am excited for some coming out, but I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, ah, I love Star Wars, but they need to take a chill pill. Mm-hmm. Like, I need I'll, to... I'll be honest. I've had superhero movie fatigue for, like, a few years now, I think. Like, after, like, the first Avengers movie, I, like, I literally, and we've talked about this before, like, I haven't caught up on a lot of, like, the the original, like, like the Thor movie, I don't think I've seen that one. The next Captain America movie. There's just too many movies, in my opinion, you know? And I, I'm sure I would enjoy them if I watched them, but, like, I just don't really... Like, there's so many already that I don't really care as much, you know? And I, I worry that that can happen with a Star Wars type thing, too, you know? Even yeah. though they might be good movies, you know, I think it's just a little overwhelming. And at a certain point, I think you have to recognize it's more... Like, obviously, maybe they have really good stories, but... If you're pushing them out every year, if you have a, a plan laid out that that concisely and that like compacted, I think it's a cash grab to an extent. And Disney owns the company. Like, well, that's that's fair. So what I will say though they is, dove, they do love making money. Yeah, they do love making money. But what I will say about that too is, um, and I am a little bit more biased in this because I love superhero movies, just because I do. But uh, I think for me, at least on the superhero movies uh, point, and um, we may get into this a little bit later, but uh, I think <laughs> that each superhero movie kind of starts to have a different vibe and theme uh, the two avengers movies were very 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 similar and i think that was a complaint a lot of people had but i mean you look at ant-man ant-man is very different from all the other superhero movies mm-hmm. uh going on at that time um there could definitely and, be great movies in right. that genre for sure yeah exactly and i don't remember my other point about star wars i was going to say something else but well I, we can say a little bit about the trailer like i yeah. i thought that i loved seeing uh the ATATs like in mm. not it's, technically it's ad ads now. <laughs> we, okay, let's actually touch on that real quick because I want to express my frustration just real quick. So apparently Jack said I, I haven't haven't read this. I don't know where you heard it from, but now they're saying it's canon that they're called ad ads, but then there are ATSTs. Right. So it'd be really confusing because you would call them ats if you were going by that fo- that format, which doesn't make any sense. Which is, no they're all over the place here. Yeah. So I like to call them AT-ATs, so I'm going to call them AT-ATs, even if that's incorrect. Because uh, AT-ST- you're not a true Star Wars fan if you don't use the correct oh. lingo, Jack. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was really cool that the AT-ATs were in a, like, a not-winter environment. I think that was really cool. I really just like loved seeing the like the visual aspects that were representative of... like. A New Hope, like the technology and like things in the background, and I love that shot of the Death Star juxtaposed with the Star Destroyer. We could really see the size and scope. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty brilliant. I really I like that. I remember what I was going to say now, actually, about the Star Wars movies. So I was saying about the Marvel movies is I feel like they kind of evolve and have different themes, like as they go on and stuff. Like now, one of the big themes about Civil War is kind of like, well, you know, 
yeah, we saved New York, but we killed like hundreds and thousands of people by doing it. We New York was essentially our battleground for the Avengers movies when mm-hmm. they, um, you know, when the aliens attacked New York and stuff. So now all of that's coming back to kind of bite them. Where they're, it's not just the good old fun, like oh, we can do everything, and you know, none of the, uh, you know, collateral damage is going to matter to us. You know what I mean? They're actually addressing that and saying, okay, you guys are superheroes. You did save us, but you shouldn't be able to have free reign over just the cities you want to destroy in your quest of saving the world and that's gonna be like a big theme in civil war and stuff and so i think those themes kind of evolve and change and become darker become more lighthearted or whatever and i feel like you have a different kind of tone of movie depending on what the superhero is like i said ant-man was a very different tone of movie than captain america um winter soldier and i think you can do that with star wars i think star wars is a vast enough universe that you can have different themes going on and have different movies and that kind of stuff. i definitely agree and I, i mean i have liked the majority of the movie the marvel superhero movies i've seen i just think that Despite that, and even despite the fact that I'm excited for Captain America to come out in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. I, I still feel fatigue. Even mm-hmm. though I am excited, it's an odd feeling. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, there's so many of these, but I, I do get excited for them still. Mm-hmm. I just don't want ever to have fatigue with Star Wars. The, the like, problem yeah, yeah, for fair. me is it's, uh, there's so much good, so many good movies, so many good TV shows, way mm-hmm. more good TV shows than movies. It's just like, I, why would I watch like you? You'd reach a point. You can reach a point where I think you'd like only watch superhero movies, and you'd still <laughs> fill up all of your time. Yeah. But there's so much other good stuff out there that's like it. It feels kind of limiting to me. Like I don't know if I want to keep watching superhero movies when there's so many other genres of movies. Even there, even if they're great movies, you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. That's and that's just that's fair. the fatigue. You know, it's that, it's nothing against the movies as a you know as a, as a movie. You know, uh-huh. but but in general, just that direction they're heading yeah i definitely i hear you on that point um i will say though too like i feel like you know by watching all the superhero movies doesn't mean i don't have room for other movies to watch stuff like that you know what i mean so like i kind of look at it like this so if i'm like let's say i'm reading comics and i'm reading all of these different marvel comics that expand this whole marvel universe and stuff like that i don't then become tired reading comics i can still read another book and like enjoy it and stuff like that you know there's tons of other books out there or you know even um even illustrated books out there that are you know really good and stuff but the one difference I would say between that mm-hmm. and a movie is that I think the the profitability of the Marvel movies has had an actual effect on the whole Hollywood like that's probably uh, true. like yeah, movie making that. experience, mm-hmm. which is different from the comics. Where if you're reading things that you love, you could obviously you would love to have an expansive thing, of, mm-hmm. like, array of things that you can read. Where as like the amount of money that these people are making, people see that and want to replicate it and. Mm-hmm. And they just want to churn things out in order to make money. And that's so cynical, but that's mm-hmm. also part of the fact. So I think it does have a direct impact on mm-hmm. Hollywood and maybe some smaller movies that are only going to maybe be made for a really small amount of money, but only make a small amount of profit. Maybe those don't get as much attention or even maybe ever get made because they're not, hey, we're not making $300 million out they're there. Not that's part of that. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah. That's definitely a fair, fair point. Um, and you mentioned uh, Disney kind of just wants to make money and that kind of stuff too, which while I agree with, um, Disney, I feel like, does still make good movies. So, like, they make great I movies. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. I've been very happy with their Marvel and Star Wars, exactly. um, like, stewardship. So, so as much money as they want to make off those, as long as they're pumping out good movies, I'm pretty much okay with that. So, I agree. Yeah. And, I mean, we're kind of already talking about it, but we wanted to touch a little bit on the latest superhero movie that came out, which is Batman Superman. We're not going to have any spoilers about that at all, so if you haven't seen it, don't worry, because neither Mark or Ethan have seen <laughs> yeah. it. I, I have seen it, and I just kind of wanted to say, like, a lot of hate came out for this movie, and it's not my favorite superhero movie. I didn't think it was a particularly great movie. I just didn't think the vitriol, the vitriol and hate that came for this movie, and the thirty percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think any of that was really warranted. It was twenty-seven percent. Okay, well, <laughs> that's really bad. I, I like me and myself. I gave it between like a 
like a six point eight and seven, like which is not a great rating, but it's not an awful rating. Like I like I enjoyed my time watching the movie. It wasn't my favorite thing. I think they did a lot of things wrong. I think they did some things great, but I think the problem is like we've been talking about. I think this movie came out at a time where people were ready to hate a movie. I was ready to hate a superhero movie, and I mean people have can have legitimate criticisms of the movie, but I think that after. Uh, Deadpool coming out, which is kind of like making fun of like the superhero genre, and after all of these movies, Marvel movies coming out, and uh, Warner Brothers and DC is kind of just getting their universe started, and there was already rumors circulating that oh maybe this isn't great, and Man of Steel didn't get great reviews. I think this all kind of swirled together in a perfect storm where people were before they walked into the theater had already decided that they weren't going to like this movie, and so so they saw the negative things about the movie and harped on those rather than enjoying some of the good things. And like I said, didn't love it, but yeah. I think that it's something that isn't a piece of garbage like right. it's been made I out I mean, we've be. been talking about it. It could just be collective superhero movie fatigue. I think it really <laughs> yeah. could be, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah no, 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 I, I definitely I hear that. I think also, it, but it, I just, I blame a lot of this on uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah, I'm how right you, there with you. Batman is a character that Everybody wants to love. Like, there's not anybody really who dislikes Batman who's not like you know. Batman's I'd not. Venture to up say there. he is the most popular superhero. I would venture oh, to agree absolutely. with you on that. Yeah, I would. I think. I think. Let's that's all together then. Can I venture with you? <laughs> yeah, let's come take a venture. I think with he's us, Mark. the best. I think he's the most popular superhero. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's venture. probably true. Yeah, <laughs> we've all ventured. Um, now that we've all ventured, but yeah. So, and I, how do you? I mean, you have so many. Uh, we we kind of talked on this in our own time a little bit. Um, but basically, you have our own time. We don't hang out together other than uh, we do this. Oh. I, thought yeah, we were I haven't together. seen you guys in months. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess I was just venturing with two other guys I thought were you guys. But um, yeah, no, so I uh, I think that you have so many good stories to choose from in the Batman realm or whatever, and uh, Batman's already a great character that already has a huge following. Like, it's hard to mess something like that up. Well, it's easy the... when you bring in Superman. <laughs> that could also well, be I think, I think that's you guys a fair point. Because there are some really great aspects Backsmiths? What am I saying? <laughs> Batman aspects. Ben Aspects. aspects. <laughs> Combined into one word there. Batman aspects in this I think movie. you're saying oh. Batman has a great ass. Uh, well, can't complain Bat Affleck, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a hunk. <laughs> well, I can't say I've ever paid attention to it, but I'll well, keep an eye out. You're missing out. Watch out. For it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to join you on that venture. <laughs> venture with us. But I mean, I think like, I mean, there's the shot. Have you guys at least seen the most recent trailer for the movie where Batman does like the Dark Knight or not the Dark Knight, the Arkham Knight, like video game style, like yes, takedown of everyone? I saw that, yeah. Like that's pretty awesome. That I think that's amazing. Like mm. that is great. So that's in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like that. <laughs> so there's one thing that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. good. So that's redeeming qualities. All right. Well, I but, think we've uh, we've covered. Yeah, I think we're getting a little no. bit of superhero fatigue here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready so. to roll. You guys are wrong. <laughs> so I think we're actually going to hop on and touch on some uh, virtual reality news now, which is uh, kind of going to be our little like carved out bigger aspect today about this. Yeah. So um, for those of you who uh, who may not know much about the whole virtual reality, virtual reality, that's kind of a tongue twister. Eh, not really. <laughs> Maybe not. I was trying to make an excuse reality. for me not saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically. Virtual reality is now upon us and exists in the world. You can go out and buy a virtual reality helmet, hat, whatever it's called. Goggles. Go mask. Yeah. <laughs> I think mask. Mask. Either way. Mask. I feel like it's so crazy because I feel like ever since like the 90s, it's been like, oh, it's coming. Yeah, it's, now it's here, it's man. 2016. It's the only thing that's here. left is flying cars. We're almost there. We're and so hoverboards. And hoverboards. Hey, throw right. a throw a virtual reality headset. Headset. It's headset. called headset. headset. There we go. Throw one of those on. You can fly in a car all you want <laughs> in the virtual space. Something that's actually pretty cool is I saw in Japan they're doing this thing. They're called uh, they're called virtual yes, reality so amusement cool. parks. Or so something. cool. 
And uh, it's basically a bunch of, it's like a warehouse full of virtual reality games. Have you heard of this, Jack? No, I'm not. So it's uh, it's amazing. I I really hope it comes to America. I'm sure it will. It's a long time. Um, But one of the games that I saw that you can play is it simulates you being on like a thousand foot tall building and having to walk out on a very narrow plank to save a cat. And it it simulates you being up that high and they have like fans in the room that are like blowing on you so you feel very breezy and it's to see if you are brave enough to go see this little kitty that's out here on this you know little yeah people are like freaking out in the video too because they actually think they're like exactly like people are like starting to because once you get a little breeze you start to get vertigo it's like it's Mm -hmm. so real your mind just starts to buy it and that's the thing you know it's 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 here and it's very like successful so far like this is obviously the first iteration you know it's going to be like how you know like the console format where you know they're going to crank out probably like the Oculus Rift 2, you know, that's the first one that came out is Oculus Rift. That's a right. PC one. You know, they're going to keep having these iterations and keep improving slightly, you know, whether yeah. that's like the immersion factor or just like the graphics factor, you know, all kinds of things. It's only going to get better. And from the get-go, it's already very well made. And I, like yeah. people are I saying think, it's great. You know, it's incredibly immersive. You, yeah, sure. I think it really, feel like you're there. really be a big game changer for not just like <laughs> the gaming world, but just the world in general. Like I feel like, like I feel like people maybe aren't going to realize like how much if this is really truly successful how much this can really change things because you like if this becomes more expensive like you have the whole like just like debates about whether people are like maybe living too much in a virtual world or whatever mm-hmm. but you also have a lot of applications that this virtual reality can be used oh, yeah. for like it can be used for training in some aspects like which it could be huge which could be yeah. huge yeah. for like just improving job quality am- amongst many mm-hmm. types of jobs like mm-hmm. you could actually now be able to like you can literally practice in the environment you will be working in yeah. from, from now on. That's whether true. that is like law enforcement, whether that's like military, whether that's like firefighters, whether that's just something mm-hmm. as simple as like uh, maybe like even sales. Like you can out now practice in a virtual reality world where you're making sales and you can like mm-hmm. and you're, you'll be able to monitor progress. Well, and I mean, even just like, talking about sales, imagine a conference call in virtual reality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're not sitting there on a phone, not knowing who's talking to you. You could literally put on this headset look around the room and you would see everybody else sitting yeah. there essentially. And It'd be great it. if we could do this podcast in virtual reality because then I wouldn't have to actually see you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think the you smell understand virtual horrible. reality because you do have to see us either way. Well, no, uh, yeah. so. It's mostly the smell for me so it would be great <laughs> if I could do virtual smells. reality. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? I had a point that based... Oh, yeah. Um, so Facebook bought the Oculus Rift like a, a couple years ago, I think. Oh, I didn't know that was that. Facebook. Years, well, not years ago. Well, I just said a couple years. Ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> years ago, <laughs> twenty years ago. No, they they bought it for like a ridiculous amount of money, like two billion dollars or something, two or three billion dollars. And I think even beyond like practical work aspect, like ways that it can improve uh, work, you know, just in terms of social, uh, yeah, you know, being being, mm. you can literally have like a a child like let's say someone in the military hasn't seen their daughter in five years and you can put on a headset and you can be with that daughter something like know? that happens things like that are, saw, that's like an amazing yeah. gift that 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 can be done now you know it's you can cool. have those moments where you can actually like like someone like a friend that lives on the other side of the country you can like go into a virtual space with this person and, and then you can like out. hang out and watch a movie you know they yeah. they can d- have like virtual yeah. theater spaces like all kinds of it changes and, the game and, and yeah. obviously like things like this can like anything in the entire world it can be you can have too much of it like if yeah. someone is literally just like spending their entire time in a virtual mm-hmm. reality world that they create that's they're separate from actual reality that could be a problem but like the, like we've been talking about like the applications 
mm-hmm. can be immensely game changing and immensely productive for society as well as entertaining. Yeah, and, and as of right now, it's you know it is open, it, it is available to the public. You know, it's on retail. But it's also incredibly expensive, at least the ones that are out right now. Isn't Oculus Rift around $800? Uh, so Oculus is $600. Okay. Um, but this is on top of the fact that you need at least like ten, like $1,000 or even more than that put into your PC to actually be able to run the Rift. Oh, wow. So overall, it's like you're talking like $1,500, $1,600. And oh. the, the HTC Vive, which is the other one that's on the market right now, and PlayStation's going to have one that comes out in October, I saw that. which is actually a lot more affordable. It's only $400. But still, I mean, kind of, you know, only four hundred dollars, which is yeah. more than the actual but, console itself. Yeah, yeah the, the HTC is eight hundred dollars, but that mm-hmm. one uh, that gives you a range of motion. You know, it has motion sensors, and you can literally walk around in a virtual space, yeah. which is like far beyond you know what you know mm-hmm. just sitting down or standing. Right. And doing I think before I'm ready to jump in and like start using virtual reality i'm going to give it a couple of years to saturate and kind of let it yeah, yeah. So i think that's the move you know people were saying this is the year of vr this is going to be a huge uh you know this is going this is like it's happening now you know it's going to be crazy everyone's going to be vr but like in reality because of the price and because reality? <laughs> <laughs> now i'm talking about the real world. <laughs> um you know like it's here but it's not going to actually hit its stride for probably at least two years I or three years because definitely want to let like a friend buy it and then try it yeah yeah oh, for sure so mark I, you'll be that friend right well if you guys, <laughs> guys want to come over to my brother's house because he's gonna have the playstation vr oh is he really that's, yeah, yeah nice. i definitely want to try that out but i feel yeah. like uh i feel like i heard a lot about like how a lot of kinks that had to be worked out were specifically tied to people getting motion sick yeah and that still there. is a problem and, and so yeah, those kinks do like, need to be worked out because i heard it wasn't even just like people who normally get motion sick i heard mm-hmm. it was people who like have no problem with that and they would get motion well, it completely fucks with your head you know it's it's yeah. such a uh, your, your mind reality. is you're, you're you're getting tricked your mind is getting tricked and that's just inherently gonna cause some issues right. and for people who do get motion sick obviously that's bad but so, even just beyond that everyone you know yeah putting it putting it into terms like that i uh i i never get motion sick ever but you know how um at universe studios and disney world they have like certain virtual reality rides where it's like they'll have like a screen and you'll you'll be in like kind of like it's like they call it like oh, and you'll be like, like in like a, a moving chair. Like Universal has that Spider Man one, like yeah, the exactly. Dave and Buster simulation things, but like way better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, <laughs> they have a ride like that at Universal Studios. That it's like the Harry Potter ride where you like go into Hogwarts. Oh, and yeah, you, that seems cool. You like ride on like a broomstick or whatever. That's and they simulate this whole thing. And I've never gotten motion sick before in my life. And I almost vomited while I was on yeah. that ride because it was just. Wow. Speaking of uh, virtual reality yeah. and uh, amusement parks, so. You touched on the one in Japan that's kind of a similar, it's like an experience zone, but mm. they're already talking, I can't remember which uh, theme park it is in this country, maybe like a Six Flags or something, but mm. they are in development of a virtual reality roller coaster, oh, where you put right. on a headset, you still ride the roller coaster, but you're in like like space or something, you know, yeah. you can be anywhere and also have the, the physical uh, feelings of being on a roller coaster, you know, all of the crazy aesthetic thing but then you have the visual too so you're literally which like sounds insane like it almost sounds too intense it sounds like it would be system overload yeah Yeah. but it could also be like the next great thing for amusement parks too you know it could be amazing so this is all super cool Uh, i'm definitely ready for it to 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 hit and to try it out and see what it's like yeah i I really pretty awesome i really hope and i think with the playstation vr that's coming out in october i think they're going to be pushing it a little bit more because these other two companies 
they made great tech, you know, they made great machines, but they don't really have the the, the business model to get it out to the people. Exactly. They don't have that business savvy that Sony, you know, a company like Sony obviously knows how to market things. And right. Just the, the fact that it's four hundred dollars, you know, they, they've they've <laughs> they've mar they've already marketed it at a good price and you know made it more much more, you know, of a of a good thing to get as opposed yeah. to if you want to save some money. So I mm -hmm. I would like to see, you know, down the line, they have it in like GameStops and other like locations yeah. where I'm sure it will be. Very they'll have soon. like some yeah. of. I think they're doing that in like like five or six places in the country right now. They have like set up zones where you can like try it out. But That's I'm cool sure the lines sweet. are like insane. Yeah, I'm sure. There, but well, it will, it will be a, a sure a very common household thing in a few years, um, yeah, which will be crazy. Which yeah, it'll be yeah. very different. Yeah. yeah, I'm all aboard the hype train, but I don't have enough money to buy which is a crazy <laughs> unit like that right so now. So you're kind of like towards the caboose. Like, yeah, 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 I'm like approaching that. I'm like crawling on the tracks <laughs> behind it. On the track. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> Let me hop on. Oh. All right, well, I think we're going to hop away from entertainment and touch on a little sports because there's been a lot going on recently. It's the start of the baseball season, uh, start of NBA playoffs, uh, end of NBA regular season. So we kind of want to hit on uh, something that was pretty – Pretty awesome, and uh, the end of a, a great era for a great NBA player. We want to talk a little bit about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Black Mamba. Black Mamba. Yeah, no, I think he, uh, uh, our generation, I think he was the first, like, best basketball player that we got to see. You know what I mean? Like, I think as, because uh, Michael Jordan, we, we uh, talked about this a little bit um, the other day. Michael Jordan was, uh, like, 96 was kind of, like, his big year, um, and we were still pretty young at that point. You know, we weren't, yeah. and some of us weren't watching basketball at that point. And, I, mean, uh, I, would, I would guess that none of us were watching <laughs> Yeah, we were pretty yeah. young. <laughs> we were pretty young. So, like, um, while we, we did get to see Michael when he was with the Wizards, I really don't feel like he was a person that uh, we can call, like, our generation's player. And so Kobe mm -hmm. Bryant was a great player of our generation. I mean... We can maybe get into it. I don't think yeah. he's the best player of that of his own generation. But mm -hmm. I thought what he did, for those of you who don't know, he dropped 60 points in his final game of his career mm -hmm. in, the, in a comeback win over the over the Jazz. It was a pretty impressive performance, despite the fact that he did shoot 50 times. Uh, <laughs> but he still, I mean, he still shot like 44% or something, yeah, which is I mean, horrible. It was, I mean, it was still mesmerizing and, and a magical end to a season. Yeah. It's like, got to be one of the best ways to go out for any, I was, any retiree. I was actually sport. thinking about that. Ted Williams, in his last at-bat, hit a home run. But Which other than that, like, like I can't really. There's nothing. Other that than like winning a Super Bowl, but then right, not like, in terms of like individual performance, right? Like, because Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl and rode off into the sunset, but he didn't even have that great of a game personally. Yeah. No, I think Kobe's no. sixty is one of the best ways to end a career of all yeah, time. Yeah, and you think about that, like that's going to be so unlikely because you retire when you're at the point where your skills have diminished significantly. No one whose skills have diminished significantly can put up sixty points. Yeah. Like, right. I saw, Kobe is a rare beast. I saw like a stat about players, mm -hmm. specifically in the NBA, about. Uh, how much points they scored in their their final game of the career, and like people like Larry Bird and like Michael Jordan and like people like that, they were scoring around like ten or twelve mm -hmm. points in their final that game, about right, yeah. which is like they're hanging it up because it's time to go because they can't perform at their normal level anymore. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I do think the fact that it is with Kobe is that he can't do this on a regular basis, which mm -hmm. is why he's actually been, I think, statistically among the worst shooters in the NBA this season. Yeah, he's had a rough year. Point. But this performance is just, I feel like he was saving everything for this. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. got hot, and his team let him shoot, 
they well, all pass it, the apparently ball. during in the locker room um a bunch of like famous people like uh college of kobe's like Shaq and a bunch of other guys like came into the locker room before the game and like were taking bets is what i heard on like how many he was gonna like put <laughs> well out that i heard week. at halftime when kobe had about i think it was about 24 25 at halftime or yeah. something like that he went up to Shaq before heading to the locker room and Shaq, Shaq said, you won't get 50 this game. And then he <laughs> he's got, like, yes, I will. And, and I'll get, just and do a little more. And then he got 60. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's such a Kobe thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. get challenged to do one thing. And, and then, then do it better. Do it even yeah. better. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, and Kobe's now my favorite player. Uh, he's a, he's on the Lakers, and I'm a Celtics fan. So <laughs> there's obviously that rivalry there. He beat us in the finals in, uh, I think it was in 09. So, like, I definitely, actually, 2010, <coughs> I believe. Uh, but, so, like, I don't, but love Kobe but I definitely have respect for how good he was. And you you yeah. have to say something for like how he kind of brought brought a new generation of game to Yeah, to for NBA. sure. Like, he was he definitely like re lit that like era. Like he yeah. was mm-hmm. like people for a while were talking about like he's is like he the Jordan next 2. Jordan? 2. Yeah, yeah, Jordan 2.0. Like yeah. I don't think he was quite Jordan, but he was quite good. And yeah. he was, well he mirrored he mirrored so much of Jordan's game too. Like Jordan will even say tell like I've seen interviews with Jordan where he's like, yeah, Kobe stole like all like playfully, but like we'll say Kobe stole like all my moves. Yeah. I mean and you watch like I've seen so many like comparison videos between Jordan taking like a step back jumper and Kobe taking a step back jumper and like Jordan doing a reverse hand layup, uh, reverse to like the left hand layup, and Kobe doing the exact same thing. Yeah. It, it is, it's clearly it's identical that, yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. You know, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, no, Kobe's a great player, great career. Um, you know, we grew up; he was a household name and stuff. So it's, it's sad to see that kind of end. You know, um, but all good things got to come to an end at some point. And, yeah. uh, and it's, I think he went out, yeah, definitely on a nice big yeah. white horse. We wish you the best of luck in all your ventures. Yes. Kobe. <laughs> yeah, Come yeah. venture with they, us sometime, Kobe. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Kobe. Uh, <laughs> you can stop now because we're going to not talk about you anymore. But that's not the only big thing that happened on Wednesday night, the final night yep. of the NBA season. The Golden State Warriors. Yep, they did it. What a night. They did it. They, they broke the record for using, uh, all people who don't know, uh, 96 Bulls. They won 72 games out of 82, so they went 72 and 10 in the regular season to have the best all-time record in a regular season in the NBA and the Warriors just broke it going 73 and 9 mm-hmm. which is pretty dang impressive and Steph Curry put up a career high, a career high per season of 403 three-pointers yeah something like that he just he, over 400 he at least he hit 400 threes this season and no one in a season before this had ever hit 300 so he he's he, 25% better than everyone in history every, yeah, <laughs> and he broke his own record i think the thing that's crazy is that I think as three-pointers become more part of the game, I think eventually this record will be broken. But I think that we will never see a record smashed by such volume mm-hmm. as yeah, this was. I like, agree. It, like I, I was actually reading a report by 538 where they extrapolated uh, by like what other sports would look like if their like biggest records were broke by the amount that Steph broke Ooh, this record. So like the record of 73 home runs in a season, someone would have to hit like 105 <laughs> home runs in a season to equate to the amount that Steph broke Steph this record. Broke Someone have to throw for 77 touchdowns over mm-hmm. the record of like uh, 55, it's I think absurd. it is, like yes. to, to equate, well, which is insane. And Steph Curry, on top of that, I, I was reading something, this was as of a few weeks ago, so I don't know if this still holds, but he was shooting like 50% from like five five feet outside the three line, like anything deeper than mm-hmm. five feet outside of the three line. Like yeah. 50%. I, I think it was there are the some big men who don't shoot 50% on layups. Like, it's yeah. incredible. I think it's a little bit less than 50%. I think it's more around 40, but mm-hmm. I think it's something like from that, from like five feet out of the, the five foot line, he's shooting yeah. like something like 40% and like the collective NBA 
is like, like he has 25%. less made shots than he does. Yeah, like at, from that distance. Exactly. It's, and then the collective NBA shoots like twenty or ten percent. Yeah, or something it's like it's that. insane. He's he's definitely he's, he's changing it up. He's changing it up. He's a new player. You know what I mean? We've never seen anything like him before, which has been a lot of fun. I really hope that like. Like the Celtics are in the playoffs, and I would love to see them win. I don't think that's necessarily realistic. I, right, I really because the Hawks are going to beat them. Well, we'll get into yeah. that, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But I think I think it'd be pretty disappointing for the Warriors to go seventy three and nine and then not win the championship. I agree. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. they got to really close the deal to be cemented in really the true conversation of best team all time. Because like, well, I think they're already well in. That I, I think they're definitely well in that conversation, but we know like oh seven Patriots sixteen zero in the regular season. They can't close the deal to go nineteen. It means so much less, and it really does mean so much less. Like I very rarely, like I love that 07 team. I think it truly is one of the best teams in NFL history. But I really don't think it can be truly in that conversation because we didn't close the deal. Like, yeah. like I talk about their other Super Bowl wins more frequently than I talk about that that season, just yeah. because like That's they didn't fair. finish it, and I yeah. think that could be what the Warriors. You don't have anything to show for it at the end of the day. Exactly, because so, yeah. we t- in our in this society and in sports in general, we talk about. Championships, championships yep. above everything. How many rings do you have? How many chips do you have? Like, mm-hmm. like that's that's, totally fair. that's what it comes down to. So I think they really got to close the deal. But I think this playoffs is actually shaking out to be a lot more interesting than uh, we all thought in the first place. Like I think it's probably Spurs, Warriors, and probably Cavs are the favorites to all get there. But there's mm-hmm. some interesting things. We got a personal battle over here. Ethan, the Hawks fan, yep. me, the Celtics fan. They're going. They're squaring off tonight. In yeah. the first game uh, of uh, their series for the four-five matchup, I'm really excited about that. I I'm think e- I'm excited. Yeah, I think we got it unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> the Celtics, that is. That's that's funny. Um, no, I, I I definitely I would prefer to have played another team in the East other than the Celtics. I think um, I think the Celtics are definitely going to be a pretty competitive team for the Hawks. I think the Hawks are going to make it to probably the <clears throat> second round and. Well, they got to beat the Celtics. They're going to beat the Celtics well, is what I'm we'll telling you right now. <laughs> but I really think it all probably will be for not because I think the Warriors are probably the team that's going to do it. They're so hot right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. The but Spurs will give them a run for their money. I though. agree. I will, I will tell you that right now. I really yeah. feel I, that. I think, I mean, this is kind of a classic. What's been the trend is the team that wins out of the West is definitely still going to win. The, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, if it's the Spurs or the Warriors, I can't imagine it's going to be any other team. Yeah. yeah. But either of them can take on the toughest competition of the East. I agree so much. And the Spurs-Warriors matchups have been great already this year. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I love the stat when they meet – the Warriors usually play at their slowest pace of the season and the Spurs play at their fastest pace of the season. And they're yeah. both just so they play so differently, but like it's incredible to see that matchup of two amazing teams. Like the Spurs actually had one of the best regular seasons of all time this season. Just but got they just so got overshadowed, overshadowed by the Warriors having yeah. the best of all time. Yeah. But Kawhi Leonard is a beast. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. And they're both so hot right now. And speaking of other hot teams. We're going to switch sports real quick. Yeah. The start of the baseball season's upon us. Baseball's here. And so uh, Mark, our resident over-the-top <laughs> Orioles fan. Oh, not over-the-top's probably not correct, but he's our no, biggest I'm Orioles big fan. Orioles fan. He's yeah. a big Orioles fan. He lives in Baltimore, uh, and he's he's a big Orioles fan, and, and they're off to a really hot they're, start. They're amazing. I love them. They, so they started the season 7-0, which is mm-hmm. tremendous. Like yeah. We were one game over the, the best start we've ever had in history and that year we like won the world series not saying we're gonna win the world series i'm just saying that's impressive but uh you could yeah i don't okay i'm superstition guys i don't want to get ahead of myself um yeah so i think they're eight and two right now they just won last night uh in a pretty significant fashion they're all they do is smack homers they all they do is they scored what seven runs in the in the eighth inning the other day yeah yesterday yeah and uh i didn't realize this until i was looking at the stats this morning trumbo hit two home runs in In that inning inning. in that inning amazing is that mark trumbo has been like by far he's literally just player for us he's like the human torch he's just on fire when it sounds like (laughs) chris davis 
at least right now, is being worth the money you all are paying. Yeah, absolutely. He may not be hitting for the best average, but he's doing everything else. One thing that really encouraged me about uh, watching some highlights of Chris Davis the other day was that, like, last year he kind of had a little bit of a down year after his on-fire year two years ago. But the thing that when he was, like, playing at the top of his game was that he really was so good at using all the fields, like, hitting to all fields. Like, Mm -hmm. he would take those away pitches away. And I saw the other day where he was just, like, launching hits doubles and home runs where he would take those away pitches those away breaking pitches and send them the opposite field which is something he struggled with last year and i think if he can get back to that be a complete hitter he oh, yeah. can really be a really big force he was one of the, the he was one of the best in the game two years ago at hitting the opposite field yeah. you know and if he can get back to that i think he can replicate maybe not quite to the extent of that season but definitely deliver much more than he did last season he's already on pace for that you know he's already playing incredibly well Everyone on our team can hit home runs. It's the only problem is our pitching is kind of weak. But if we can hit, if we can consistently play this good of offense and get a little bit out of our starting pitching, that's all we need to have success. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super on board. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for the Rosa. As a Red Sox fan, that team comes first, and it's so it's mm-hmm. in the same division. It's tough to see Orioles being so hot, especially when two of those first seven wins came against the Red Sox. Yeah. Although we were the first team. To give you an L this season. In, in your credit, uh, uh, David Ortiz is playing tremendously. Yeah, he's right on now, fire so. right now in, in his swan song, kind of like Kobe. He, yeah. This is his last year of his career. He's doing his retirement tour. But mm-hmm. uh, it is always encouraging to see the Orioles do well. Although it's have that conflict of interest, just being around Baltimore mm-hmm. and, and Maryland, going to so many games at Cannon Yards, it's always a great atmosphere and a great time Best to see the Orioles do well. Yeah. I yeah. love it. But uh, I think we also wanted to touch on like our – more like in-depth conversation in sports of the week. We wanted to touch on a little bit of uh, NBA sponsorship on jerseys. And Ethan, I think you want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just read this today, actually, that um, for the 2015-2016, uh, uh, 2016, 17-18, two, is it? 17-18, I'm sorry. Get your facts straight. The, Get your years We all right. are relying on you My bad, guys. 2017-2018 season for basketball, the NBA is going to introduce – um, sponsorships on jerseys and so I don't know what that's necessarily going to look like but it, to me I, I picture kind of how FIFA does it with uh, you know having big sponsorships the on their jerseys um, and you know things of that nature or whatever so my opinion is that's BS I am so <laughs> over corporate control and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff over you know these things that I really enjoy and I mean the NBA jerseys especially with NBA I think some of their jerseys are so classic I would hate to see like a Celtics jersey with the Nissan logo on the back or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's such a classic jersey. Leave it the hell alone. Let I'm it right be what it is. You. Like, I, I, just, think, I think that you also get into so much, like, like what are the rules going to be with this? Like, is this going to be a team thing where the team gets to dictate the ads on the jersey? It's going to be a player thing where the yeah. player gets like to it's got to be a team thing. I think so as well. But also, like, <clears throat> are there going to be rules? Like, Adidas owns the rights to make the NBA jerseys. Are we going to see, like, under Armour right. sponsor jerseys, Nike swooshes, yeah. like it'd be so odd. It, it also irritates me too because let's say, for example, being a Hawks fan, let's say the Hawks uh, decided to get sponsored by BP Oil. You know what I mean? Like I love the Hawks, but I don't necessarily mm-hmm. love BP. Why do I have to support BP if I want to support the Hawks? If I want to buy a Hawks jersey, I don't want BP to be on my Hawks jersey. I want it to be Atlanta, the city that I support and the team that I support. Right, and, and it, it's so it's so odd because like. They already control, like, corporate things already control, like, the name of the stadium, like, the yeah. name of the floor, like, so much around the stadium. They want and, like, it all. Like, they, yeah. they really want it's it all. It's already everywhere, exactly. Like, yeah. soon it's going to be, like, Nissan. Face, ta- face like, tattoos. Yeah, it's going to be, like, 
and dribbling up the court, it's Nissan Paul Pierce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the Tostino Patriots. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's come like, on. It's, it's absurd. It's it's just, I mean, it, it's kind of expected, though. Yeah. It's, it's just corporate American. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I really mean, it's touching back though. with this, like, uh, money grab from the Hollywood with the superhero movies. Like, every, it's all yeah. about money. It all comes back Pretty to money. Pretty soon it's going to be Nissan's Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be. They yeah. can't take, take anything else. Don't take Captain America. Exactly. No, I, uh. Oh, he's not a great superhero. He is the, one of the best, so you're wrong. Okay, that, that's um, an argument for another day, guys. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, so I, I just think with this, uh, it is a three-year trial period is what they're doing with it. So um, That's they good that for it's not years. anything official. Yeah, and I'm going to... It's going to be, though. Because they're going to make bank. Yeah, They're going <laughs> to make a lot of money off it. Up. Yeah, but I mean, it's just... It's bull. It's yeah. dumb. I'll, I could yeah. maybe see if they actually got creative with it. Some jerseys could well, actually be kind of interesting. But I it's actually not saw some people already getting, like, Photoshop happy with yeah. like, being creative and, like... There was like a Timberwolves jersey where it said Wolves across it, but the O and Wolves was the target symbol. Like it looked really bad. Like I hope, I hope it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they creativity could go badly as That's well. That's true. Yeah. I'd be interesting to see what they do with it, though. If it is more than just a soccer thing, yeah. hopefully it doesn't stick. I really hope yeah. it's not. I, I just hope it doesn't stick. for me. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I want to look at it. To me, I don't know. It's just so much more of a. Team. It's not aesthetically pleasing. It's either. not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. One and two, it's like as a team, like. You should have your team name, like as your team. That should be the big thing on your jersey, because that's who you're representing. You're yeah, not it's, representing. It's, that's what drives me crazy about soccer. You're not representing Fly Emirates. You're representing uh-huh. Manchester United. It should say Manchester United on your jersey, not Fly Emirates. It makes me yeah, so mad. I'm, I'm right. All those and there are some like classic basketball jerseys. You know, the, all the soccer jerseys. There's maybe one or two. Like Juventus has a great jersey, the the stripes, yeah. the black and white stripes. But like, there's. I feel like, I mean, I'm not a big soccer fan, so, mm. I mean, maybe soccer fans might have different opinions. Right. But, like, I don't think there are that many, like, iconic jerseys, and I think a yeah. lot of it probably has to do with, because it's so over-marketed uh, or whatever, you know, That's all the sponsorships, fair. you know, and that, you know, there are classic jerseys in the NBA that you, they shouldn't be sullied, you know. So I agree. I agree. It can take a lot away. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up our sports segments for the day and our big chunk of the podcast, but we now want to get into our next segment, which is our lists. We Top feel five. We feel like uh, things in life, we got to order them, so might as well do a segment on lists and <laughs> yeah. see how people think about different things. So our big topic for the day is uh, our favorite video game systems of all time. Top five video game stick, uh, systems of all time. So we're going to run it down <laughs> five to one for each of us, and we're going to talk a little bit about it as we go. Cool. All right. Um, all right, well, let's start it off with number five. I've got uh, the Xbox 360 sitting at number five. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah, it just belongs there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about it. I, I, it was a tough list. I mean, everything that is in my top five certainly belongs on my top five. Like, yeah. they all, I enjoyed all of them mm. immensely. Um, the Xbox 360, I honestly, I only got that system because all that was like the kind of the beginning of the online play for me. It was with the Xbox Call 360. Yeah, and Man. all my friends had an Xbox 360, so I didn't want to be the lone warrior <laughs> with the PlayStation 3. I wanted to play with my friends online, so I got yeah. the 360, I'll and I enjoyed it. It's on my list higher, so I'll talk about it now, mm-hmm. uh, but I just, like you said, it's like, we'd come home sometimes and just like do homework, have dinner, and then hop on and play some Call of Duty with some friends. Like, yeah. it's my beginning of my mm-hmm. online, it was my first yeah. non-Nintendo system that I owned, so it kind of expanded mm-hmm. my game like variety world and i really love the 360 yeah I, I, mine is also the xbox 360 is higher on my list too mm-hmm. and i'll touch on it when i get there but mm-hmm. like i just it definitely uh was one, one of the first systems i really got into so sure. i have an appreciation for it but um my number five i guess i'll jump in is uh the ps4 mm-hmm. which is the new one the new the newest ps4 the newest game console whatever yeah, yeah. you want to call it um and you know it's 
I play it a lot, you know, but it's still fairly fresh, and the, mm. the, the nostalgia factor really It'll tied me to a lot of the yeah. other ones. The so. PS4's uh, one up. I have it at number four on yeah. my list because yeah. I I own that system, and so like <laughs> yeah. I I it's still new and fresh, but I really enjoy it. So it's up there for me. What was your and number? Just well, my number five is actually the PS2, okay. and my reasoning is that I have such distinct memories playing the ps2 with specific games but i never actually owned one myself oh. so i feel like i couldn't really put it any higher because it's not something that like i could just flip on and play myself but i played a lot with at friends houses or with my <coughs> college roommates yeah, yeah. uh playing some kingdom hearts or some uh dynasty Classics. warriors which i also love like mm -hmm. some of those types of games but it's never something i own that's so fair you know that that's totally valid if you don't have that system you know yeah. it's hard to feel that that real attachment yeah. to it so but i, I still that. love some of the games from it so i had yeah. to put it on somewhere yeah ps2 is definitely much higher for me but yeah but so my number my number four like i said was the ps4 because i actually own it mm -hmm. i love it so far it's still new still taking that car for a test drive but like a result so far mm -hmm. yeah my number four is also the playstation 4 similar reasons the system that i play now um i enjoy it and i think at some point in life like after the playstation 4 is long done and there's playstation 5 and 6 i'm probably going to look back on it a little bit more fondly but because it's new and fresh same thing it's yeah, kind of a little bit lower um <coughs> so uh your number four uh yeah. yeah sure my number four is the gamecube i'm a big fan of the gamecube What's so funny, guys? <laughs> no, but we gotta get into it. <laughs> no, I, I was just, I was addressing you, and then I just said Mark really quickly like, because <laughs> I fair. realized I didn't say who was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he just pointed at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta remember uh, this. Is sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry for that interruption. Um, so GameCube, Ethan. <laughs> if, for the audience, I pointed at him and said, um, "The GameCube was uh, definitely, definitely a nostalgia factor. Did not have that many great games on it, to be honest. But the few games that I did play on it are some of my favorite games. Like, like Sunshine. Yeah. Super Mario Sunshine. Fuck all the haters. Super Mario Sunshine is one of the best Mario Agreed. games. I There's so many people my who think it's the game. worst Mario. Oh, game. it's so good. Uh, really, I love it. It's, it's one of the best. I, I'm actually gonna hop right in because my number three is uh, is is the GameCube because uh, it's a system that I owned. Like you said, Sunshine. <laughs> Fantastic game, one of my favorite games of all time. Mm -hmm. Double Dash, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. I know a lot of people kind of throw that game out there because they like the N64 version better, but that Mario Kart yep. is my favorite Mario Kart, <laughs> and it's one of my favorite games of all time. So the GameCube, like you said, doesn't have a huge, like immense variety of really good games, but the mm -hmm. ones that are great are my, some of my favorites. I think it's very underrated. Like it's my because the the, the 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 Mario game they got was like a weird off Mario. You know, people just didn't like it because it was not like a classic Mario platform. They had like the 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 water flood. thing, flood, flood, the flood system, and like Luigi's Mansion is one of my all time favorite games. That's one of the first games I remember like buying like when I got my GameCube, and that game is I think it's one of my favorite games. You know, like it, but it's again. They launched with a Luigi game instead of a Mario game, and right. people are like, "Why? Like, what is like? No one really gives a shit about Luigi, so people were initially adverse to it. Mm -hmm. So it just it does not get respect, out. you know? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're it also out. came on the heels of the '64, which is a very good system. Yeah, that, tough I, to talk. that I will be touching on later. Mm -hmm. But uh, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is the Game Boy Advance, and uh, so I don't have the Game Boy Color on my thing, and the reason being because the color and the Advance, like I. It's tough for me because Game Boys were Game Boys when I was younger, you know what I mean? But the Advance, you were able well, to play Game Boy Color games. Back in my day, Game back, Boys were just Game Boys. Back in the day, we had handheld systems. Uh, not this virtual reality bullshit all the kids are playing with these days. No, but uh, Game Boy Advance, you could play Game Boy Color games on it, so I feel like that kind of included, there was like an umbrella for both mm -hmm. of those. I um, agree with that. Pokemon was like my childhood. I love those games. And yeah. I, it's also it was revolutionary to, you know, you could 
sit on the toilet and play a video game. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first well, time. For I me, it was happened. more about like long car rides, but you know. <laughs> well, I was okay. Yeah, either no, I, or. I agree with both of you, but I, I, that was a struggle one that I didn't include on my list that I was really almost cracking the top five for mm. me because I would love like. The Pokemon games, I played a lot of Fire Emblem. Those yeah. games are great. Yeah, that's yeah. not on my top five, but I probably played that more than I played some of the list, some of the game, the consoles mm-hmm. that are on my list, just because yeah. of the convenience of it. You know, right? So. Yeah, definitely. What's your number three, Mark? Number three is uh, Xbox 360. I touched on that a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, it's just uh, the first game system that I like really got into. Like that was the first system where I was like buying games you know i had like money i was in like high school when it was like bigger you know mm-hmm. and yeah it's the first game system where i i really felt like i like it, it, was, it was like yours. my it was like game yours system. yeah exactly yeah because yeah. when i like the gamecube i was like buying some games but i was still like a kid you know so right. yeah, but but definitely sure. have some some love for the xbox mm-hmm. 360 want to keep it rolling with your number two mark i sure do jack what was your number three it was the gamecube oh that's right I started this off. Gotcha. number two for me is the ps2 um and that nice one synergy there <laughs> yeah, that was not intentional. And that the Xbox 360 was number three. PS4 was not four, though. So uh, I, I fucked it all you up. You really did mess up there. N64 is number 64 on my list. Though. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that's pretty not... a drop for it. <laughs> um, PS2, uh, one of the first, uh, similar to like the, the classic games. Like I was a kid when that system was popular. And I just have so many great experiences playing that. That was the first system I probably like got into like as a kid, like when I was first like appreciating games it's sure. like the, the ps1 ps2 you know mm-hmm. but um ps2 was just such a jump up in terms of like quality games too you know ps1 games all kind of look like garbage now ps2 is actually like still making good mm-hmm. games you know yeah you can go back and play those games and they're still great you know, grand theft auto 3 is one of the greatest games of all time that's yeah like, kingdom hearts kingdom hearts yeah. of course yeah ratchet and clank even those games oh yeah there's a, there's a ton of them so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my number two is the 360, which I touched on earlier, so I won't dive too much into it. But like I said, it, like Mark, it was like my first one that I really owned myself, where like I was buying my games for it. It wasn't like I was a kid, mm-hmm. where my parents would purchase me my games, kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, my number two is actually the uh, 64. Um, I never owned the 64 until recently, actually. Um, way so I I love that system. I mean, I'm sure it's probably number one on your guys's list yep, but uh, yep. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's i mean you, you guys i'm sure will talk about it too i mean the nostalgic value of it that is the nostalgic system that is the one that, that everyone, is childhood right that there. is childhood, encapsulated yeah, yeah. and i but i only get to play it when i went to friends houses and i had a lot of very fun fond memories of you know playing it at friends houses and stuff and so for that i love it but it wasn't my first system so that is why it is a notch lower on my list but yeah, yeah. great system all around yeah well you can just hop into your top one since me and mark have talked about our twos already cool yeah my number one is the playstation too because that was yep. the first system i owned yeah. um i mean kingdom hearts is is my childhood and like mm-hmm. ratchet and clank and the jack and daxter games and uh mm-hmm. i mean even crash bandicoot and stuff like that uh, not crash bandicoot um i know yeah crash bandicoot crash yeah yeah Bandicoot. crash bandicoot which they are bringing back i don't know if you've seen that they're bringing back crash bandicoot they, as well. i've seen i've seen like teaser things throughout oh, social That's media fun. and stuff that there people are talking about a return of crash bandicoot That's exciting. that'll be fun so uh yet to be determined if that's mm-hmm. actually true or not but um i think it'd be awesome but yeah playstation 2 is just yeah, it was great. great system yep. mm-hmm. and uh like ethan mentioned earlier me and mark's number one and 64 without a doubt yeah that's the down. ultimate nostalgia factor because mm-hmm. similar to like what you were saying you know how the ps2 was your system of your childhood mm-hmm. and 64 for me it it was the game the system that i remember playing when i was like very young you mm-hmm. know like what mostly like watching my older brother play it that's right. how i kind of got invested in it and uh just the the nature of the games were a lot more kid friendly as well, you know. So you know, it was it's all fun fun characters, and you know, so it just right. was instantly appealing. It was the first non computer video game that I ever played. Uh, it was the first like what game? 
uh, no, sorry, oh, Commodore 64, yes, it was the first, like, non-computer that I ever played. It was the first system that was ever in my house, so, like, mm -hmm. it's, like you said, constant nostalgia, just so many great games. We got, like, 007, we have Mario Kart, we have Bros. Uh, Ocarina of Time, Ocarina greatest of game of time, all time, Smash Bros. I mean, and the thing about the 64 is that we can still play, like, literally the three of us played it together last night. It's still yeah. something that we can hang out and do and have some mm -hmm. fun and just throw that system on, because the games are still hold you up. You cannot yeah. sleep on the value of the, the couch co-op either yeah. you know that's that's yeah. what really i think cemented Four it because you just hang out stuff. with your friends and you're yeah. playing i've like, never heard of that term before Catch it's, a, it's yeah. a fantastic term it is yeah, it's fun yeah, right yeah. yeah it's good <laughs> yeah but like 007 you know uh, yeah. mario party all these games mario kart you know those are classic yeah, classic like multiplayer times with hanging out when i was younger you know yep for sure great, and great still moments. now yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. well that wraps up our main lists and now we like to do a little quick hit list segment where each of us in private came up with a top five lists and we like to spring on the other people and make them uh come up with their top fives on the fly yeah think on their toes so uh i'll start it off all right so get out uh, the pen and paper my first uh quick quick hit mm. top five list is your top five favorite trilogies of all time oh Ooh. shit okay i gotta really think about this and i feel like we might have some disagreements about what qualifies as a trilogy but we'll get into it so i'm gonna run down my list while you guys are making yours uh really quickly so my uh my number five is uh, the Mighty Ducks. And, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I love the Mighty Ducks so much. Uh, it's not worth winning if you can't win big. Is uh, it's just it's it's so good. Quack quack I, makes the ducks worth. Yeah, quack quack quack. I just I love watching them. I watched them in college recently again, and they're just like they're not the best movies of all time, but they're something I watched a lot as a kid, and I still love them. So then my number four are the Indiana Jones trilogy, and I'm mm. that's what I'm talking about. I'm not going to include. Uh, it's Kingdom, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'll give you, I'll give you that. I yeah. say that's a different thing. I think this that's is a I bullshit. Think, yeah, yeah, I think this is a trilogy, and I'm going to put mm -hmm. that on the Absolutely. List. So the number three is going to be my Christopher Nolan, my Christopher Nolan Batman movies, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. He's all of our Christopher uh, Nolan. <laughs> uh, the Dark Knight uh, is one of my favorite <clears throat> movies of all time, so that trilogy in itself is just fantastic. Um, number two is going to be the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I think that that is separate from the Hobbit trilogy, which is why I'm going to yeah. throw that up there. Those are three separate movies. I think those are fantastic. Hobbit, so movie, my, Hobbit trilogy is probably in the top five worst uh, trilogies of great, all time. Not great in my opinion. It's really, watching that first movie again would be a real struggle, I feel like. Yeah. Just, I can't believe they divided that book up from one book to three movies. It's, it's, but uh, Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite uh like trilogies, movies of all time, some of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. So i got to throw it up there. But number, number one is the original Star Wars trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, four, five, six now, mm -hmm. New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. Classic. And uh, I think that you can break the Star Wars universe up into three main trilogies, or eventually trilogies, once yeah, I agree. Uh, 9 mm -hmm. and 8, eight mm -hmm. 9 come out. So uh, that's why I'm saying that's the trilogy. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I just read up mine. Um, so with not having a whole ton of time to think about this and yeah, this also struggling to figure out what constitutes as a trilogy, this is my list. Um, I have Pirates of the Caribbean, which... People hate on that trilogy. <laughs> I Isn't really, there five movies though? There's four now, but there's like the okay. original three, and then there's kind of the you one. You liked like, At World's End? I did. I liked all three of them. Yeah, uh, I really did. I and was not a fan of that. I one. You when you rewatched them, you did too, Jack. Yeah, you, they made me rewatch them one time, and I actually did come away with more appreciation than I, I had initially. But I yeah. still, even when I remember it, I still. Despite the fact he always remember, uh, reminds me that I did like them, yeah. I still just don't remember liking them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's, that's fair. But yeah, I will the first two are quality movies, I'll give you that. Yeah. I the think first they one really went down fantastic. I think those are just, they're so fun for me. I don't know, they're just fun movies. I really enjoy them. <clears> number yeah. four is Batman. It has to be on the list because it's one of the best trilogies of all time, hands down. Uh, number three is uh, the 
diehard trilogy. So mm. post. Mm. Okay, I post see that. that new I'll give kind you that. of when the the resurgence. Although the problem is that I really did like four a lot. Live four your, was good live for your diehard. Yeah, four was good, but I it, know a lot of people don't like that, but I enjoyed it. It's to me, it kind of stands a little separate. Um, no, I agree. I would I mean. agree. That's why I would still give you the trilogy. I'm yeah. just saying I also it was enjoyed also that. Good. Yeah, where I think in a lot of these other cases when you divvy up movies, it's because there's a fourth or fifth that wasn't good. Whereas right. I feel like that movie is actually pretty good. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so Die Hard, the first Die Hard for a very long time was my favorite movie. Um, I really, just great. It's movies. a great movie with Bruce, uh, uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, yeah. Who's R.I.P., but Rest in peace, yeah. fantastic movie villain in that movie. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and number two is the Star Wars original trilogy. Um, same same reasons, yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, number one is Lord of the Rings for exact same reasons. Yep. That my, was my favorite trilogy, hands down. Um, so and I honestly, I would. You guys aren't going to agree with me this, but an honorable mention for me out there on the list would probably be the Star Wars prequels, just because mm. I did like. I was worried when I was younger. I, those movies were. They're kind of like in the same category as Pirates of the Caribbean for me. They're just so much fun when I was younger. Like I watched oh. them when I was younger. So, teach their own. Teach but their yeah. Own. All right, Mike. Okay. Square, so. Yeah. Full disclosure, I had to look up some of these <laughs> for the for the fifth because I had four down and okay. I couldn't really think of the fifth. I'm going to throw in the Bourne trilogies. I was going to be my honorable mention. I didn't know answer. anyone was going to say. I think. Um, I mean, I I love those I movies growing up. I think those are at least I think the first two are very well made movies. I don't think the third one is quite as good, but I thought they were good good, until I remembered Mighty Ducks. That was number five on my list, but Mm. yeah. So uh, you know, just just a a good action series, you know. Yeah, Um, that's your number five. That's my number five. Yeah. yeah. Um, Number four is Lord of the Rings. Mm. I I didn't have quite as much of an attachment as you guys did, but uh, still great. Well, that means you have the podcast, but. Um, You're no longer allowed on our ventures. Damn, can't venture with you us. You guys have such good ventures. Um, number three, I'm very surprised. I think you guys oh overlooked my God. it. Toy Story. Yeah, dude. Oh man, yeah, that's I feel a like that would be like top three for you guys. I think uh, I would actually probably. I would knock off that, Pirates. I would bump yeah. it to three. Mm-hmm. I think um, I would bump it to three. Yeah, yeah, so Toy Story for sure is, oh, is wow. a great trilogy. Yeah. They're making a fourth, which is absolute bullshit and garbage. I they hate should it. just end well, it. Well, I think it. Okay. I'll say this. It's absolute bullshit and garbage and I hate it. But I really trust in those writers and I think it's going to be great still. But I think the way they ended three was just – we, we don't need more. Exactly. Yeah. We don't need Just more like good. Avatar movies. We yeah. don't need more. <laughs> yeah. Enough um, is enough. Let a good thing die. Come yeah. on. People can't do that these days. People can't let them die these days. Number two for me is uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm -hmm. Fucking Mm -hmm. rad movies. Yeah. Rad. Rad. (laughs) Super rad. It was a rad adventure that he went on. And number one is Star Wars for all the adventures. I'm speaking about the prequels because I love the prequels. Just kidding, I hate the prequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, great movies, obviously. Yeah, cool. fantastic. Yeah, All right, uh, Ethan, you want to hop into your top yes, five? Yes, sir. First? All right, so my top five is top five college mascots. Oh, oh interesting. Uh, Terps. Yeah, so, well, we all think probably have an obvious number one. I'm going to go ahead and just probably toss that one out there. Um, but, okay, so for my number five is the horned frog, the TCU horned frogs. Because <laughs> what the hell is a freaking horned frog? It's just, it's different, it's obscure, I enjoy it. Uh, number four for me is the Oregon Ducks. The reason Ooh, being, the duck's name is Puddles, which is the funniest name ever. And also, <laughs> I don't know if any of you have seen this clip. It's kind of hard to describe on a podcast, but uh, when Oregon played in the national championship game against Ohio State this past year, um, Oregon, they had Puddles run out before the rest of the team at the very beginning. 
And if you watch that clip on like a Vine or like a, you just watch that three second clip on repeat, it is the funniest thing in the world because he just runs out chopping his arms real fast and nobody's out there with him and stuff. There's no music, there's no nothing. And then like there's an <coughs> awkward pause and then the rest of the team comes out and stuff and everyone's just like, why the hell did that happen? It and was, you're talking about the, like the mascot guy. The not, mascot. Not like a duck. No, like the Oregon mascot, okay. Puddles. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and his name is Puddles. It's great. All right, number three is the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks just because Razorbacks, again, it's different. Razorbacks just kind of sounds cool. It just, I mean, I know it's like a warthog is what it actually is, but it sounds pretty neat, Razorbacks. Number two is Crimson Tide, just because Roll Tide is Ugh. one of the coolest things Ugh. ever. Yeah, I, I gotta give you Crimson and, and it's an elephant. It's an elephant. Like, it's an elephant and they're the Crimson Tide. It's great. It makes no sense to me. It's awesome. Number one is Terps, obviously. I will say honorable mention is the Stanford Trees, because anyone listening to this podcast, Google image the Stanford tree mascot, like the guy dressed up like a tree, it is the funniest thing in the entire world. It's literally a guy dressed up like a tree with big googly eyes on it. It looks so like it looks like a third grader put it together, and they're like, "Hey, we'll do this. We're a great university. We'll use this." Oh man! But so anyway, that that's, that's my list. It's a solid list. I, I want to give a shout out before I do my top five to the absolute worst mascot, and that is the orange. That's crazy, because I was going to do a shout-out for the worst mascot, also the orange. Because <laughs> it's literally a concept. My da- uh, it's not a thing. My dad went to uh, Syracuse, and they used to be the orange men, which was at least better. Mm-hmm. But now it's just the orange. And it's, it's just like a weird circle. It's yeah. a color. It's not even like trying to be the fruit either. You yeah. know, like you could maybe get away with that. It's just a color. It's just a color, and that's bullshit. Yeah. But I'll get into my top five here. Um, this was an interesting one. Honestly, it took me a while to even think of some mascots because I just don't really think about it. Yeah, them. I had to um, look it up beforehand. Too. Uh, number five is uh, the Gators. I mm. hate Florida, but I think that's a great mascot for yeah. specifically for that state too. You know, because yeah. it's such like a so representative uh, of yeah, it's representative of the state, there. and yeah. it's just a cool. You know, it's a badass thing to have a mascot. It's very true. For. Uh, number four, you gave this one to me, the Crimson Tide. It just yeah. sounds cool as shit, It does. Right? It really does. The Crimson Tide? So They're Crimson? That's like a dope color, yeah. you know? Like, Aren't they yeah. elephants, though? They, they are elephants. That's what's oh, awesome, Oh, that's too. not cool. They should be waves. They should literally be tides. No, they're the Crimson Tide, and their mascot is an elephant. That's it makes dumb. no sense. It's awesome. Like, elephants are great, and Crimson Tide <laughs> One is of my great. least favorite things is a mascot that doesn't in any way represent what the actual team is. <laughs> but I, I mean... I, I kind of... I just love the obscure... Can't take it back now. The obscure mascots. Well, I guess I mostly did the list off of like the team you know not necessarily what the actual mascot is but what the the name is like the the college whatever's Mm -hmm. so number three uh is the bulldogs like georgetown bulldogs georgetown or university of georgia a lot of bulldogs going on or yale georgetown is the first one i thought of (laughs) that's true a lot of bulldogs running around Uh, george i'm just gonna say georgetown okay but um i don't know it's just like a cute little dog (laughs) I i like that it's just like a they just have a dog. You yeah, know? yeah. It's cool. And it's a, if you had to pick a dog, I think a bulldog is a good choice. Agreed. Number two is the Spartans. Again, don't like the team, but I like that. Spartans pretty cool It's a concept. badass. Yeah. yeah. you know. And yeah. their mascot is like a cool gladiator dude. You know, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's true. Number one is the Terps. Because go Terps. <laughs> and it's actually, I love that it's like a turtle. an unassuming turtle, but yeah. you're supposed to fear the turtle. I and like as the in the famous it. words of Wallace Lowe, the thing that makes a Terrapin unique is that it doesn't have the ability to move backwards. It can only move forwards. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to Wallace. Wallace, Wallace boy, Love. Our boy. Uh, so this is a tough list for me as well because I don't really like actively love other names other than the mm-hmm. Terps, which yeah. is my number one. But uh, I went number five. I went Gators also actually yeah, because I think that like the Gator like chop uh, with the like the thing just like so yeah. iconic that I feel like that's a really good name. Yeah. And like Gatorade and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. 
Number four is Delaware Flight Fighting Blue Hens. Because I feel like that's just a really funny name for th- Fighting Blue Hens. Like, what is that? Also, there's no such thing as a blue hen, I don't think. Yeah, uh, well, maybe there is, but there there's no be. hens that are blue, I don't think. Yes. I, so I haven't just, seen one. I haven't either. So I just thought it's odd, so I thought it was humorous, so yeah. I threw it on there. Yeah. I like uh, that they throw in fighting just because. Yeah, because you got to make it tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's just a dumbass hen. Uh, number three, I did the Tennessee Volunteers because I think <laughs> that's definitely one of my top worst. Because I feel like it's at least a unique name. Like, no, it's so funny. It's, it's so like, lame. It's at least like it's it's like it's not like let's better have watch a million, out for those volunteers. They're it, gonna do a lot of good for you. <laughs> well, like at least it has like a legitimate like reason for their school, which I don't know at the time, but I don't think you have one. But like it's not like a thousand eagles, a thousand like lions and tigers. Just and bears, a thousand oh dudes who like to give back to their community. <laughs> I think it has to be more to do with like historical. Careful, when they come to play football, they'll mow the lawn, too. You don't want that. <laughs> All right, number two, I'm going to go with the, uh, the banana slugs out uh, <laughs> out in uh, like, Santa Barbara. Santa, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, is, it, is it Santa Barbara? I thought it was Santa Cruz. Oh, maybe it is Santa Cruz. It's one of those. It's a Santa. It's a, one of those Santa. It's one of those Christmas-themed Not the, the clauses. <laughs> well, you know, I never actually put together Santa Claus and Santa Barbara. Both have Santa at the beginning. Great. Like, I sure just, do. And I just like never put that together. Like, oh wow, that's actually similar to Santa Claus. It's just two very separate categories. Your world mind. has opened up. It's just incredible. The floodgates are just, it's all coming into me. Oh man, what emotion. Uh, obviously number one is Terps. Terps, good, yeah. good, good. All the way. All right, Mark, all right, Yeah, turn. I'll hop in with my top five. Top five ethnic foods. Like cuisines. Ethnic foods. Like, like genres. Like food genres. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, so I'll, I'll, crazy. I'll hit you with the number five. Uh, it's Italian food. I feel like a lot of people would put Italian food up higher. I've never been like the biggest fan of like pastas. Like I like pasta, but like spaghetti is not one of my favorite meals. But it's just old reliable, you know. Mm-hmm. It's Italian, you can you can never really go wrong with it. Uh, number four, Chinese food, always a classic. Uh, you get all the get all the, the the fried rice and everything. Yeah, lo mein mm-hmm, for sure. My shit, always a go to, especially when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, Mediterranean food. I love I love me some hummus, and you know I just like all the spices uh, associated with Mediterranean food, Israeli food, that kind of stuff. Anything with like peppers and and spice, I'm all about. Uh, number two is Indian food. My favorite meal of all time is probably chicken tikka masala, mm, so which good. is like spicy tomato uh, curry, not curry, but spicy tomato sauce with chicken. So good. Um, and I, I'm I'm a sucker for anything that can literally like burn your mouth off because it's so spicy and Indian food gets so spicy and number one it's always the the best Mexican food love me some tacos tacos love me some tacos um yeah and again for all the aforementioned reasons you can add a little spice to your to your your meal I think I maybe have the exact same list but in in a different order (laughs) so I'm gonna run it down pretty quickly number five I have Indian food I also likewise love Tikka masala, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Chicken tikka masala, it's, it's so good. Number four, I went Chinese food because it's great. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Number three, I went Mediterranean, Medi, Medi, Medellin, Medellin from uh, <laughs> from uh, <laughs> yeah. Mediterranean food. Number two, I went Mexican food. Uh, I I feel like there's so much variety and so many things that mm-hmm. I love from that. And uh, number one, I do love pastas a lot and pizza. <laughs> and so I went Italian food for number That's, one. Yeah, it's totally good valid. Uh, my number my. Number five would be uh, uh, probably Irish food, and like I said, because oh. I love very heavy potato-based dishes, and I every time I've gone to like an Irish <laughs> pub and gotten like uh, what is the like 
it's I forgot what it's called, but it's like a pie that's like has like shepherd's mash, pie. Yeah, shepherd's pie. That's, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's good so shit, good. Yeah. I love that. Um, my number four would be Mexican food, um, for all the aforementioned reasons. Uh, my number three would be Japanese food because I love sushi. Mm. I love sushi. And what's I the love... biggest sushi fan? That's very interesting. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> is, is is hibachi more Japanese? That hibachi yes. is yeah, hibachi is one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I was thinking about putting Japanese food on yeah. the list. I love hibachi um, food. And just I mean even um, uh, oh what is the the chicken sauce so teriyaki teriyaki chicken. yeah I so good teriyaki mm-hmm. chicken number two is Italian because pasta's great mm-hmm. best thing ever uh, well not actually because it's number two but uh, number one <laughs> second, best, the, second best thing ever number one is Vietnamese food because I am Vietnamese and I've grown days. up eating Vietnamese food and I love pho pho yeah, is yeah. great yes you you intro, Ethan you introduced me to pho yeah. and uh, <clears throat> and it's uh, it's great it's amazing <laughs> it's really good I'm glad that you all like it yeah, yeah. it just it is my my soul food. <laughs> it's what I what hits you where. Yeah, it's where I like to get hit. <laughs> I will say it again. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, Good that list. wraps up our yeah. lists, and yeah. uh, we're gonna close out real quick with a quick little Terps talk. We just yeah. want to have a little closing note on the end of the men's basketball season and kind of look towards next year and maybe where these players are going in the draft, and uh, and we'll end it up. But uh, I mean, Terps ended up making it to Sweet Sixteen. First time in, since 2003, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I right. And uh, so really good season, despite the fact that I think they actually could have done better. I think mm-hmm. they really had a shot. If everyone played to their potential to be better than they did, I still really am happy with this team. I loved this team. I'm really sad to see. Unfortunately, all five starters are leaving. Maybe Mello will stay because he didn't hire an agent because uh, he declared for the NBA draft, but among the NBA draft rules is that you can – Declare for the draft and still opt to come back to college as long as you don't hire an agent, which is what Mello chose to do, whereas Diamond Stone and uh, Carter, who both had years of eligibility left, uh, <clears throat> they decided to hire an agent, so they, so are, they are officially gone. gone. So along see you, with, fellas. Yeah, see you guys. We uh, appreciate we miss you. you. We, we, yeah. we, we barely knew you, but we loved you. <laughs> and uh, But Jake, who's a senior, and Rashid, who was a, a graduate student, they had to leave. They had no mm-hmm. more eligibility years left. And uh, I hope... Good things for all of them in the NBA. I really wish Mello and Diamond Robert Carter had stayed, but we I, I understand understand what they that they got to go. I just really hope that next year, with our incoming talent and uh, maybe Mello staying and our coming back from Dion Wiley, we can do good things. If yeah. Mello stays, that's obviously a huge boon for our team. You know, I think he would be he would completely change the dynamic of our team because we don't have a guy like Mello to replace him. You know, right and. Um, yeah, it's going to be a completely different team next year, regardless, I think. you know. Right. So, who knows? We'll see. You know, I, I'm still cautiously optimistic as a Terps fan. But, yeah, you know, I mean, it's going to be had a great a, time this year. It was a fantastic we had, time, yeah. We mm-hmm. had tickets, got to see a bunch of games with our, with our boys from our mm-hmm. alma mater. But it was a lot of fun. I, I'd love to see Diamond Stewart. I think he's projected to go, like, top 20, mm-hmm. do well. Although, I really wish, yeah. I feel like, could have had really developed if he had stayed. More year, last yeah. I saw them uh, putting him on uh, Charlotte is what I'd seen. I saw that as well, yeah. Last month, on yeah. Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, playing under Al Jefferson might be good for him. I feel like he's yeah. kind of an almost an Al Jefferson type of player yeah. where it's a really good offensive game, a lot of post moves, but not as sturdy defensively. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you're right. He could really help him out. Yeah, I definitely. think I also think genuinely all five of our starters – could potentially carve out a spot on an NBA roster. I think four of our five stars could carve out a spot. I would leave Rashid Sulman off that list. Yeah? Yeah. Because I think that he... I don't think... I think in the in the NBA, you really need to have an elite skill at some position. It's true. And I don't think he really does. Like, it used to be shooting, but he hasn't really shot well, the, not even just this year, but the past year, where I think that 
it's not a, enough of a skill, and his handles are pretty not great. Whereas, so mm -hmm. I don't think he can be a ball. He's handler. just so all over the map. Like yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Like I think he, he maybe, really brought the. He, I mean, maybe, yeah. but in, he really brought the quality of leadership and poise to our team this year, which we appreciated. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he necessarily has the skills that translate. Whereas, obviously, Diamond has that potential. Carter has an amazing inside-out game. Uh, Jake is could be the prototypical three and D guy. His defense six, is so good. Yeah, three and D. He's a six ten guy that can really. I feel like oh, add, he's gonna be a great six man on a team. I somewhere. agree. Mm -hmm. He can really add that def perimeter defense to a mm -hmm. team that maybe a playoff team that needs that. And then Melo, if he ends up going, he he is he shot badly this year and he kind of <clears> wilted <throat> under the pressure. But I really feel like he could add a really good point presence to a oh, team. Yeah. Like he I has feel immense like potential. Pairing him on a team where he doesn't have to be the guy would be really great. Like I feel like him with like young guys up in. Minnesota, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, like just him outing it to uh, Towns on the, the wing or, oh, or Wiggins on the wing just would be a lot of fun, I feel like. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely. Yeah, well, hopefully it'll be a good season next season. I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, we got our season tickets optimistic. almost. Yeah. Well, we're getting our season tickets. So yeah, we'll we're getting be there. season tickets again, so we'll be there. And I'm excited to see some of the new guys, you know, become names that we know and love, just mm -hmm. like, you yeah. know, Mellow and Diamond and all those guys. And, so yeah. and hopefully, definitely... hopefully Nickens and Wiley can step up exactly yeah, that's definitely. what i was gonna say you know we'll, we'll definitely uh, see i'm excited to see wiley you know yeah hopefully he's fully healed up you know yeah it's, it's been a while since he's been on the court <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and honorable mention for Rumant. hopefully they make a rudy movie about you soon rudy all right well that wraps up our talk and our podcast in general and uh thanks for everyone who listened and made it through this far and uh yeah we have fun yeah we we'll see you guys fun, next time fellas. thanks see you guys see you